This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I mean, normally I would get that stuff from Evan. I don't need it from you. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, <laughs> Sirius XM Channel 80. I'll tell you, there are still some remnants of this flu I had last week that are sticking around. And you may not be getting, you may not be getting the best of me, but here's the good news. Best of me, better than 98% than of everybody else. That's what I would say. Don't you mean that in reverse? Like the best of me, like ninety percent of you, percent of everybody else. Well, yeah, when you're at your best, you're better than other people. We get it. What you oh, meant to say it, was like sixty right, percent right. of me is better than a hundred percent of other people. Excellent point. So, so in yeah. reality, none of that's true because no matter how you're functioning, you're really not all that razor sharp. The, the only thing that's it. true is you're not getting the best. Yeah, you're not definitely not getting the best. That's what we know. <laughs> that's what we've, we've. The standard is the standard. Yeah, as they say in Pittsburgh. And the standard is just a little different where the standard is here. It's a low standard. Yeah, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. Joe, the Chicago Bears have yet another day at the NFL Combine. It was yesterday that Ryan Poles was asked when he wants to get this quarterback situation completely straightened out tomorrow <laughs> no in all seriousness though before no, free agency or, or? i would love to know as soon as possible right i mean i mean i would love to know um but i know that's not how the process works um you know there's sure before free agency would be good like i said i'm also taking um you know if we were to do something with justin like i want to do right by him yeah so yesterday is now today joe This is a decision with the Bears here. I I think it needs to be something that gets done sooner rather than later because the longer that they let this drag out, I I think it doesn't necessarily help them with their planning for the draft. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to maximize the return on either guy, but to me, this decision is pretty darn simple, and it's Caleb Williams. Even though I'm such a Justin Fields guy, Joe, to me, when you have a chance to draft a guy that I think universally we all feel like is going to be a really, really good quarterback, you can't screw around with that when you're still looking for answers on fields as talented as he may be. I didn't hear any of that. You started that whole thing with yesterday is now today, and I just yeah. couldn't get past that. Yesterday is now today. He said tomorrow. Tomorrow is now today. Tomorrow is now today. This is an absolute train wreck of you an opening three me. minutes from you after you tried to talk about how sharp you are. I've never I, I seen said anything, I wasn't sharp. I've never seen anything fall apart like this. I said I wasn't sharp. That I know I said. I mean. That I know I said. Also, the idea that the Bears, in your opinion, should get this done sooner rather than later, I think that's a universal understanding here. Do we think they're going to take this all the way up to the wire on draft night? No, like, but the clock's when I say sooner rather seconds, than later, I'm talking about They're going to trade week. fields and submit the pick. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> when I say that, I'm talking about, like, the next few days. Because I don't think between now and the draft, the offers for Justin Fields are going to dramatically improve. I think we all understand that this is a second-round pick plus. No, what, what's happening right now is that the Bears are in the most enviable of positions you could be in when it comes to assets in the NFL offseason. They have what everybody wants. It's not to say everybody wants Justin Fields, but between having the number one pick 
in a year where there is a defined generational quarterback prospect, everybody's interested in that. And then for those who can't get to that but are still looking to address the quarterback position, teams are interested in Justin Fields, whom you currently have under contract in Chicago. The Bears are in a phenomenal situation. But the max on their return starts to diminish as we take potential suitors for the number one pick and or Justin Fields off the table. And those suitors start to fall off the table the further we go in time. Uh You get to free agency. The Bears haven't made a decision yet. Hey, Kirk Cousins signs. Hey, Russell Wilson ends up somewhere. Boom. Those are teams that don't necessarily need Justin Fields anymore. Those are teams that might not be interested in trading up for the number one pick anymore. You have taken options off the table. This is very basic economics. There is a large demand for what the Bears have, and there is a very, very small supply. So they will be acting very quickly. They will meet with Caleb Williams today or tomorrow in Indianapolis. They will come out of that meeting putting the stamp of approval on Caleb Williams as the number one overall pick, and shortly thereafter, we will be hearing about how Justin Fields is on the trade trade block. That much I'd be willing to take to the bank. If I'm wrong, we will address it naturally on this program, but the Bears are just dotting the I's and crossing the T's at this point in time. Uh, here's Ryan Poles on what the time what the timeline would be for trading Justin Fields. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush. Um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Well, th- this is all of what you said is accurate. And Thank you. The other part of it is just simply, it's better for the Bears. It's better for the Bears to know where we're going, what do we have, what's our capital, what did we get for fields, and let's start getting everything in order. Now, this is all operating under the assumption that you've got Caleb Williams on board with this. Now, Williams spoke for the first time to Pete Thamel of ESPN and gave him uh, several quotes about how he likes Chicago and would not be averse to playing there, but he did have one that was left open a little bit for interpretation. Quote, I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go, or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. How seriously am I supposed to take that as a possibility that he is not all in on being a pair? It depends on which part of these quotes you're gravitating to. We're using the quote that looks a little iffy because of the, quote, regardless of how I feel. Why does that need to slide in there? Right? Why does that need to slide in there? Now, there's other parts of this quote further down that you didn't read. It's a very lengthy quote. I'm not putting that on you. But he talks about how if it's the Bears, he's excited. If it's the Commanders, he's excited. Whoever. He yes. goes on to say that. But the regardless of how I feel, I don't know if you needed to slide that in there. Unless you wanted people to know that, like, yeah, I mean, I'll play for Chicago. I'm fired up to be the number one pick. It's just, you know, not my top preference. Right? Like, I'd love to go to Cabo on vacation this 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 winter. I'd love to do that. But if I have an opportunity to go to Florida, like, 
I'm in. I'll do that. Like, very excited. It's not to knock anybody. It's just people have preferences. He's from the D.C. area. Cliff Kingsbury is the new offensive coordinator there. He worked with Cliff in in um, at USC. Cliff, having been an NFL head coach, having played in the NFL, is a great guy that you can come in and trust right away. Remember, these are young kids. These are young kids that are going to have a ton of money thrust into their bank accounts. They're going to be put in a position where everyone's watching them. And I know it's very envious for all of us, enviable to be in that position, but there's a lot of pressure. People are going to be all over him no matter where he goes. He performs poorly early. Everyone's going to be talking about everything. It'd be nice to have some familiarity. Anyone who's ever moved in their early 20s to a new place, like it's nice if there's someone that, you know, from your high school perhaps ended up at the same college and you just kind of recognize the person. Some sort of familiarity until you get your feet wet and you get acclimated to the area. So I wouldn't surprise me in the least with family in the D.C. area and Kingsbury there. Yeah, maybe he prefers that. Doesn't mean he's going to force a trade out of Chicago, but Chicago might not be the preference. Oh, okay, but was that quote from him just trying to leave the door open or or trying to make it like, hey, you know, uh, sure, I'll play for you. You know, I mean, because listen, we have seen the definitive guys do it before where it's, I don't want to play for you. And he's not going to do that, especially this early on. I do not think that's what this is. I, I think this is just, I, I do not think that's what this is. I, I think he's just, you know, he has a preference. What I, what I think it is, is a big time slip up on his behalf. He's about to become the high-priced face of an NFL organization. He is going to be in the spotlight and crosshairs everywhere. Phones are going to be out no matter where he goes. He's going to need to watch his step everywhere. That's the price of all of this. You're going to lose your privacy. You're going to lose your ability to make mistakes and have people just let them slide by. People are going to hang on every word. He shouldn't have said it. He should have come out and said, look, I'm focused on winning football games. The Bears have the number one pick. I would love to be the number one pick in the draft. If the Bears draft me number one overall, I can't wait to get to Chicago and I can't wait to get to work. Because you say that and there's nothing for us to dissect. There's nothing for us to criticize. There's nothing for us to speculate on. It's just a bunch of people in Chicago getting fired up that Kayla Williams could be coming to town. So when he meets with them today, does he give them the, when they say, hey, you want to be a Bear? Eh, sure. Why not? I'm open to it. I mean, they're gonna ask. They're gonna they're gonna ask this question. They are. What's interesting is that if he gets in that meeting and is like, "Look, I just didn't want to do this publicly because I don't want to jeopardize your your negotiating position, but we would really prefer to not play for you." Like yeah. that could happen in this meeting where they sit down. I'm not saying it will, but this would be the place where it's like, "Look, I'm gonna try to say all the right things in public, but I do not want to play for you. We wanted to give you the heads up on that. Go ahead and figure out what you're gonna do." It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance from superchargers, exhaust kits, and more. eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bears are not the only NFC North team with a huge decision to make a quarterback. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, including on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Minnesota Vikings may have to monitor a couple of quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins set to be a free agent after spending the last six seasons in Minnesota. I had a great conversation with him a few days ago. At the end of the day, it's we have our interests, he has his, and we get to the table and see if we can figure out a creative solution and how to fit, meet in the middle. That's what every contract negotiation is, and that's what it'll be with him. The sticking point is expected to be the guaranteed money. Will Minnesota go as far as to give him a fully guaranteed contract? That's the major question that looms here. I can't imagine that they're at that point now at Kirk Cousins' career where they will be willing to go that far. But does Kirk Cousins definitively need that to stay in Minnesota? It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes, progressivecommercial.com. I don't think there's any way Kirk Cousins is leaving Minnesota. I just don't see it. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with anything else other than comfortability. You know, Joe, we were talking about this before the show. When you are a family guy like Kirk Cousins is, and you have made the money that you have made, Maybe winning a Super Bowl at this point in your career is not of the most paramount importance. He strikes me as a guy that's going to be just fine with it if he doesn't win one. And I just think his comfort level, even from going back and watching the the quarterback series on Netflix in Minnesota, I don't see him leaving anytime soon. No, it certainly doesn't appear that way. There are guys that winning is the most important thing in their life no matter what. Brady is a perfect example of this, and it's part of the reason he had so much success. When things were falling south in New England, he wasn't taking what was comfortable. He told a large portion of the NFL flat out, they're not even in play for him. 
Like, don't even call. He was looking for teams that were ready to compete for Super Bowls because that's what he wanted. He landed in Tampa. They had a really good defense. They had a good head coach in Bruce Arians, plenty of weapons on offense, and voila. He came in and put them over the top, and they won a Super Bowl. Cousins isn't that guy. That's not to say Cousins isn't competitive. That's not to say Cousins doesn't want to win. It's just Cousins has his priorities ranked a little bit differently. He seems like you just said to be a family guy. Family comes first. He's got kids. I just had to uproot two young kids and move them across the country in the middle of the school year. It sucks. It really sucks. They have friends. They have routines. They have sports teams. They're comfortable with their neighborhood. They have no idea what's happening when they're seven and five years old. You got to explain all of it to them, and you got to explain it on the fly, and then you got to get them acclimated everywhere else. It's tough. He's got all the money in the world. Family is very important to him. If he's comfortable and they're set and the family's doing well, why mess with that? I can completely understand where he's coming from. The question is, if you're Minnesota, is Cousins the best option for you? That's not to say anything we just laid out means Cousins isn't your guy, but you've got to be thinking big picture here. you got to be thinking about the big contract for Justin Jefferson. you got to be thinking about everything, right? The Lions are a solid team. Here come the Packers once again. The Bears have all the assets in the world. If they don't junk it up, they might find their way into a situation where they're competitive. What are you going to do? Minnesota defense took a big step forward last year, but they got to solve the quarterback situation if they want to have anything going on. If it's Cousins for the next two years and then they kick the can down the road, so be it. But that's a big question in a division that is suddenly about to become very competitive. I wonder what it looks like for Cousins. Like after that injury, how much longer do you want to play? Does, do you want this to be a, a two-year deal where after this year, both sides can get out easily? Or not even both sides, but, you know, if they can get out easily, it's not going to be a headache for everybody? H- how is that going to work exactly? For Cousins, I mean, I just speaking, I have a few friends that live up in the Minneapolis area, and they have families, and they absolutely love it from every way every way possible about how great that is. And he just strikes me as a guy that, as you said, is not putting that as priority number one. Plus, I see him yesterday. Did you see the picture? And I'm sure you guys mentioned it on the air yesterday of Cousins getting the grill at his dentist's office. He got like... No, he did? Yeah, (laughs) it's like a fake grill. But he had his dentist put in like a fake gold grill into his mouth. And it was, you know, it was for his buddy, Justin Jefferson. You know, he does those kind of things that would make it indicate that he's probably going to stay there. I do wonder, though, how Jefferson plays into this, though. You brought him up. Obviously, he's expecting to get paid, what, $30 million a year? He wants to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL, the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. Here's Quasi Adovo Mensa, the Vikings GM, on whether or not they would actually entertain trading Justin Jefferson. Clearly, along the lines of things being thrown out about Justin, maybe some that are false, is there a world where you would ever consider making him available for a trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, a blue person. Uh, you try and keep those as many of those as you can. Listen, I wouldn't blame him for not wanting to trade him, not even entertaining it. There doesn't seem to be a point to that. And if you're going to keep Kirk Cousins, you better keep Justin Jefferson. Well, it's just stupid. The idea of a trade, the idea of moving on from Jefferson, 
It's stupid. It's counterproductive to literally everything you're trying to do. Think about this for a second. You are in Indianapolis right now. You are scouting players that are set to make the jump from college football to the professional ranks. Your goal is to find the best ones so that they can come in and help you win football games. Say somehow, some way, through this evaluation process, you stumble upon what turns out to be the best receiver in the NFL. You draft him. He's incredible. He's better than you could have ever possibly imagined, and he plays a premier position, and he's in the prime of his career. You're going to get rid of him? You're going to get rid of him? That's what you're going to do in that situation? You're going to get rid of him? The whole goal is to find guys like that. That's why the GM says blue. He called him a blue player. That stands for blue chip prospect. The blue guys are top three at their position in the NFL. If you have those guys, you keep those guys. Otherwise, why are you in this business? I read your cue wrong there. Jumped you. It's quite all right. It's my bad. It's quite all right. Looked up, thought you were done. Nope. Just the old pregnant pause. JF has time. He's got more to say. And, like, you're doing the reset with, like, 90 seconds to go. So what are you doing? Just resetting. It's a reset. We reset. What were you resetting to? Well, occasionally what they was like us so to remind Im- people who What was so important that you Joe, were resetting? Joe, there are things going on on this end that you have no concept of. You just sit back, oh, fire away your takes. Here comes JF. Meanwhile, people got to mind the store on this side. I've been minding the store while you've been traveling the world and battling illness for two weeks. We've been fine. We're glad to have the big boy back. But we don't, we, we, the, you know what? New, new rule. As many resets as possible. I think that's what we're learning here. We want to be a show that resets. Carla versus Joe, ESPN <laughs> Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80. One superstar, is, uh, superstar has picked up right where he left off. You'll hear it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. I mean, the dude just absolutely mashes and picks up right where he left off. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Of course, that's what Shohei Otani did today. And here to talk about this and more baseball as spring training is underway and just absolutely flying along already before you even know it. Season's going to be here. It's John Smoltz, Baseball Hall of Famer, who joins us right now. John, it's Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate the time. As always, let's just start right there. Otani picking up right where he left off, a home run in his spring debut. 
What has been your take on everything that has happened with Otani here uh, during this offseason, getting the contract that he did, and ending up with the Dodgers? Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you think about the player, the contract, what he's done, the injuries. Um, the guy's a freak. And, you know, they signed him. They signed him to win multiple championships. This contract is going to be worth its weight in gold, believe it or not, at that price tag if they win two, three championships. And they built a pretty good roster to do that. Yoshinobu Yamamoto makes his Dodgers debut today. What should fans expect from him this season? Well, you know what? That's going to be the intriguing part because here's what's crazy about how good he is. He hasn't pitched in the Major League Baseball yet. Um, We've seen good transition so far from players that are jumping those leagues, but it'll be an adjustment period. And he's got to be given the same kind of adjustment that even though he's not a young pitcher, that a young pitcher coming up in the big leagues is going to have to adjust to the stylistic way that American baseball is being played, the information, the workouts, the routine, all that stuff. It's amazing that the Dodgers were able to pull off that, both of that, both of that and the trade. John Smoltz, the Baseball Hall of Famer, with us, Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. It's bizarre to have spring training start and still have some of the big free agents that we do. Is this good for the sport, John, or do some changes need to be made here? You know, I mean, it seems to happen every year. At some point, we have these conversations. But you know what? Not being privy to what they've turned down or what they're asking for, sometimes you have to look at, um, you know, the other side of it. And uh, there's some intrigue and there's some discussion over Blake Snell. Look, I mean, he's won some Cy Youngs, but the way he's won them in the eyes of many for a long-term contract, it may not play out that way for some teams to look at him as a, as a guy that's going to pitch deep into the game. I, I just think it's intriguing every time he gets to this point. The players are in unique spots. It's not like you're talking about, you know, maybe the most sought-after pitcher in the game, but he's a great pitcher. So it is, it is what it is, but I, I, I hate talking about it because I don't know what they've turned down, what's been out there, you know, what their agent is looking for. So that's difficult to kind of to gauge that. How do you feel about the current state of the game? You know, watching you play, that was a workhorse era, especially with the big three of you guys in Atlanta and the way you used to mow through the regular season and the playoffs. And now with analytics coming into the game, obviously pitchers are handled differently. We talk about launch angles and exit velos. The current state of the game, in your opinion, is it a good thing? Well, you guys know that I've been banging the drum of injuries for a long time and no one wants to really take a look at it. They just think next man up. And for me, that's a that's a sad state for the player. For the industry of the game, luckily, they have uh, – I'm getting a storm here right now. They have, they have enough arms to cover it, so that's why nothing's changing. And if it doesn't change, then – Guys are chasing the reward system that is in the game. And, and I'm, you know, until that changes, until there's not enough arms, I don't know if the philosophy is going to change uh, club to club. Was that a twister? What was that? <laughs> uh, we are, we are, we, 
It's about it, it's about to to blow a bunch of trees over. So I hope you guys can still hear me. We oh can. Sh- should we send help? Is what we're asking. <laughs> exactly. No, no, we're we're okay. We're all right. We're all right. Get <laughs> up out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, I kind of feel now, now I'm just worried about your your overall you know situation right now as opposed to asking you about how much pressure is on the Yankees to finally go win with Aaron Boone. Well, there's a ton of pressure on the Yankees. Um, the roster is good enough uh, for the run if they get the health in their starting rotation. That's the theme for everybody. You get healthy starting pitching, and then those teams that have put together a really good offensive lineup it benefits them and they've got a great lineup and they got to stay healthy. And that's just been the case for the Yankees the last five years. We were curious about this because it's kind of been all the rage this off season. Do you have any thoughts on the new uniforms that players have been <laughs> quite outspoken on? Listen, I'm going to trust you. Uh, I'm going to trust the players on this. I haven't really <laughs> seen it. Uh, and I know, you know, back in the day when we were playing with those throwback jerseys and those wool thick i mean that was you have those jerseys on in a hundred degree temperature i get the theory of what they're trying to do for the benefit of the players but i think there might be some adjustments that need to be made i guess (laughs) john is going to be one among 40 sports and entertainment stars playing in the third annual invited celebrity classic it is the nationally televised pga tour champions competition it's going to have 78 pga tour champions at las colinas in Irving, Texas, that is April 19th to the 21st. It's going to be live on the Golf Channel. Tickets are free. Fans just need to register. InvitedCelebrityClassic.com. John, I mean, how depressing is it to play golf with you if you are somebody who is like, you know, a, a 24 handicap like myself, just watching you go out there and shoot 64 without blinking? No, I wish. I wish. I, I, I love having uh, those programs and playing with people and, and being able to help them and having a good time. You know, those people pay a lot of money to come watch us play and play with us. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my game to the next level. It's, it's, I'm finally healthy or healthier, two brand new hips. I didn't like where I finished last year in six. So I'm looking to climb inside that and possibly uh, get to the winner's circle this year. So I love the event. It's a great cause. Champions Tour players are phenomenal. It's just one of those settings that uh, I put on my calendar and and can't wait to play them. You know, when I lived in Las Vegas, I saw Maddox out there quite a bit. If you and Maddox were to go toe-to-toe for 18 holes, who's got the edge there these days? I have to give him eight shots. (laughs) I probably have to give him four sides. We had our fun during the years uh, with him and Glavin. Uh, I would have to definitely give them about three to four four sideways. Uh, last one before you get blown away with some tumbleweeds, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, I was out there last week playing, and the worst guy for me to play with is the guy who will tell you what's wrong with your swing and then proceed to chunk it three times into the water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is the worst kind of golfer to play with? Um, for me, it's the one that takes forever. And yeah. you could be a scratch. You could be a plus five, but I, you could be a 20 as long as you keep up and you play in under four hours. I'm fine with it. It's the guy that's taking it too seriously and is playing in four and a half, five hours. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I play too fast. 
looking around for Fluff Cowan to read the green for him. Yeah. <laughs> John, we appreciate it, man. Thanks very much. And uh, stay out of the wind, whatever's going on there, bud. You got, I'm taking shelter right now. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely worried. It was amazing how he actually gave us the heads up where he's like, I'm about to get caught in a storm. And then it literally send, sounded as if a tornado descended upon him. And I'm like, are we? We're not listening to the end of John Smoltz. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm not necessarily sure that's what I want to be a part of. No, thankfully his, everything's okay. Is his cart about to get ripped up into the twister? Like yeah. they did. They did remake that movie. Apparently, yeah, that was the big surprise for the Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. The big surprise is when they dropped that. A lot of people were like, "We didn't even know this was coming." My wife very excited about yeah, the uh, I, listen, twisters. Loves. She's a storm chaser. Well, obviously she is. I mean, I don't. I don't know if she chases storms. I think she's intrigued by the idea of those who do chase storms. Well, I've can... known her over ten years. I have not seen her chase a storm yet. Yeah, well, look who she married. That's yeah. chasing a storm, isn't it? <laughs> it's. She. She. I mean. She did have quite an issue with the San Francisco weather, which anyone who's ever lived in San Francisco, you could walk two blocks and the weather's completely different. Yeah. And this happens all over the city. They have microclimates. 20 different weather patterns throughout the course of that city on a given day. It's wild. It's Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. The Chiefs are actually willing to trade one of their best players. But is it even going to bug them one bit? That's next. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports the Chiefs told cornerback LeJarrius Sneed they're prepared to use the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. I'm told the player is agreeable to that and that it's very much on the table that he gets moved for draft compensation. Pending league approval, they could work something out where Sneed can talk to prospective teams and they could have a new deal in place as early as the new league year in a few weeks. But if you want to get top dollar, you don't really want a long-term contract because the, the contracts go up every year. So I think Sneed's in a good spot. So you heard Jeremy Fowler there. The Chiefs have informed Legereus Sneed they'll use the franchise tag or open to maybe trading him if they can't work out a long-term deal. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. have to tell you, not terribly surprised that that's the case. And I know how good Legereus Sneed has been. I also know how much Steve Spagnolo absolutely loves having Legereus Sneed as a guy that he loves to blitz with. Let's, he is kind of a corner that lets you do an awful lot of things. Having said that, you look at the Chiefs, you look at how they're constructed. Chris Jones feels like a much bigger priority, especially after Trent McDuffie had the year that he did. Here you go. Other 31 teams in the NFL, the champs newly crowned, now have to deal with the realities of the modern-day NFL and the salary cap. And that means some of the star players aren't going to stay. That means the team, from a roster perspective, could get weaker. 
That means an opportunity could present itself for any one of you if you can just get out of your own way and stop throwing up all over yourself every time you play the Chiefs. The Bills late in the fourth quarter, the Baltimore Ravens from start to finish. This is how it works. You pay Patrick Mahomes a lot of money. Makes sense. Travis Kelsey, a lot of money. Chris Jones going to get a lot of money. Some guys on the offensive line, we get it all. But some of the guys aren't going to be able to get paid. They're going to be moving on. And this is where the other teams have to be ready to take advantage. The first thing I saw, first thing I thought when I saw LeJarrius Sneed could be traded, come on, man, who's it going to be? Who's going to take advantage of the situation? The Chiefs are ripe. But these teams cannot figure it out. It does speak to the greatness of Andy Reid, the organization, Patrick Mahomes, and the rest of them. But it also speaks to the fact that some of these teams just cannot get out of their own way when the opportunity presents itself. And it's maddening when you see that, right? Somebody will go and go add him and trade a first-round pick and pay him a boatload of money. What I would hope for is it's not one of those teams that we call not serious people, right? Because we've seen those teams do that kind of thing before. I think about players like Asante Samuel. I think about players like, you know, guys who have been amazing other places. And then they just are nowhere near the same player when they leave. Um, And they go to a situation that kind of lends itself to fostering becoming less of a player. And it's frustrating. Here is Brent Veach, uh, Brett Veach on possibly tagging Chris Jones or Snead. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys. And it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a lot of money. And then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. We'll go through them and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly want to do what we can to try to keep both those players. And that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully we're able to figure something out, but every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it to help us, but I think our goal is to try to get both those players done and then work down the rest of our roster. Look, if you're looking at that, you're going to tag him and trade him. Sneed's the guy to do it with. You have to do what you have to do to make sure that you are keeping Chris Jones. That guy almost single-handedly wrecked the Super Bowl in a couple of different instances and won the game in a couple of different instances. Top three priorities once you got the coach in place. Number one, get the quarterback. Number two, get the guy that can rush the quarterback. Number three, get the guy that can protect the quarterback. You Mm -hmm. get those three figured out with a good head coach, you're going to give yourself a shot. Sneed's a great player. He doesn't fall into one of those three categories. For any team that's out there that's interested in him, the evaluation is going to be very, very important. Read the book, Soccernomics. It is a fantastic book. It's from sometime around 2009, but it talks about these. It's basically the money ball of European soccer. And it talks about how one of the biggest mistakes organizations make is going out and buying a player at top dollar coming off a premier season that results in some sort of championship. It's always dangerous to go sign the guy who just had the amazing World Cup run or the amazing Champions League run because he's at his absolute best, and that's going to be what you're paying for, top dollar for that performance. But is the player capable of maintaining that level of performance? Because that's what you're paying for. Conversely, can you find guys who might be coming off injury that you pay cheap that but that perform very well. 
The biggest example of this is Anthony Rendon. He had an incredible run through the World Series with the Washington Nationals. It was a career year. Huge numbers. He was raking in all the big spots when they won the World Series. His name was a household name when that was all taking place. And then the Angels saw him in free agency, and they gave him everything. And he decided, that's it for me, everybody. I'm done playing baseball. Hasn't really played more than, I think, 60 games in a season since. Granted, one of the years was the COVID year, but the rest of them just doesn't play much anymore. That was a swing and a miss. The Angels played top dollar for a guy who had no way of sustaining that level of production. So Sneed, similar situation. Great player coming off an incredible season that ended with a championship. I'm not saying he's going to become Rendon. What I'm saying is you are about to pay a lot for him. You better make sure he still wants to play and play at a high level. And if he does, boom, hell of a player you're going to end up getting. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Hey, I got good news for you. I got real good news for you. For everyone who's very concerned, looks like Kyle Filipowski is going to be able to play for Duke tonight. Our long national tragedy's over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, this isn't the read done. This is why Indeed does not want you reading anything. You just the read wasn't done. All right, well, look, you get bonus coverage here, indeed. You should be thanking me for it. You got a take inside of the read. Carlin never gives you a take inside of the read. This is why it's been problematic until this legitimate point. See how that backfired? It didn't backfire. Well, we're still talking about Indeed, aren't we? Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I had to get that in there. Well, now you know where to go <laughs> to get the information on Indeed. There is a reason it says Carlin only. There is a reason. It says Carlin only. In hindsight, a bit of a swing and a miss on my behalf. Uh, Listen. But if you're indeed, you just got mentioned with Duke and Kyle Filipowski, so you do have to feel pretty good about that. Well, on the Kyle Filipowski thing. Yeah, where are you on this? Because you call games. Yeah. You have some legitimacy in this conversation for a change. Sure. I mean, when you sit courtside and you're right around fans, you know, it can get a little nuts when that situation happens. But I got to tell you, I've been talking to some people that deal with kind of the logistics of this the last couple of days. See, even when sick, still working. And <laughs> what this, uh, this is solvable. You'll see more things happen this offseason, but this is solvable if you're at these schools and you take care of business. You have two priorities with security at these schools, okay? The officials and the visiting team. When you know this is happening, they're talking about this as a possibility, not with one minute left in the game, 10 Seven, six minutes left in the game. All right, I'm hearing they might come. What are we going to do? We get in place to protect the people that need to be protected right away. That's the officials and the visiting team. That's what needs to be prioritized in this, and it's pretty simple. It's not banning court storming. Well, wait, I don't, know, I don't understand. What's, so what's the solution? You're the telling solution us how they need to prepare for, for it. The, for the home arenas and the home teams – to make sure that those two groups of people are kind of swarmed and surrounded by security. Okay, that's okay. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. All right. That, so get the security out there to protect the. Okay. So don't stop the storming. Okay. Got it. Right. No, court, banning court storming would be absolutely silly. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.